0: Welcome to the Epiphany Movement podcast. To learn more about the Epiphany Movement, visit us online at epiphanymovement.com. Today's talk comes from Pastor Drake Nelson and is a continuation of the series, From Weeping to Worship. I got an ESPN alert. The middle of that prayer so um Yes, we, we, I should have prayed for Steph Curry right then. Okay, preseason is, is coming up, and it's all, they, they won their first preseason. I love the Golden State Warriors. They won the first preseason game last night, yes. But they have another one tonight, and I'm praying for a dub. But it's preseason, so it really doesn't matter. But, I mean, the real season is where it's at. Has anybody want to go on record this morning by saying that like, they have um, zero Christmas presents bought so far? Anybody want to go on record with saying that? Um, oh, wow, okay, yes, there, there. Can you hear me now? Mic check, one, two. Anybody want to go, oh, that's so loud. Anybody want to go on record saying that this morning? Anybody want to go on record saying zero Christmas gifts? Okay, it's just us, honey, okay? Oh, gosh, that's amazing. Uh, anybody want to say that they, like, have no uh, Christmas presents bought so far? Is that too loud for y'all? I don't know, is that too loud? Yes, okay. Um, how about this? this? This is this better? You just just my voice. Is that okay? i Drake, you are so loud. Anyways, um, you're you'll be good if you can just cut this off. Maybe, um, it might be better. Oh yeah, that's good. All right, we'll roll with that. If it picks up, maybe to pick up back there. Anybody want to say that they call? Um, um. Anybody want to say that they that they have? Uh, no, not put up Christmas decorations yet. Mr. Art, Mr. Jane Ray, um, y'all want to say yeah? No, y'all already have y'alls up. Okay, anybody want to say no Christmas decorations whatsoever? Uh, no, and you're not going to put it up. Mr. Danny, thank you. That's what I'm talking about. He's like loud and proud with it. Yes, I have not. Are you going to put any up? Or are you, yeah. <laughs> you just haven't yet. Okay, I, I, I'm, sc- I'm just scaring you all today. Okay, there we go. Are, anybody want to say that you had Christmas decorations up, put up before Thanksgiving? before thanksgiving anybody okay i see a hand right here a hand right here we will pray for you this evening when we come down we will pray for you guys um you are uh, you are prepared and planners ahead i am not that but i wish i were okay i'm just gonna keep asking questions i guess until um you know get a little crowd participation anyone um opened up a gift already this year yeah, yes, that's what I'm talking about. Yes, that's good. Any, any kids want to go on record saying that you opened up a gift and that you unwrapped it and you just kind of hid it under the tree and hoped that your parents would not um, see it? Anybody want to say that they did that? Anybody? No, we are not. We are not. Yeah, or wrap it back. Anybody done that? Open it up. Look, Pete wrapped it back. Your parents can tell, by the way. Your wrapping is not near as good as theirs. Okay, um, nobody. Anybody have not has not opened one gift this year? Uh, okay, everybody. Okay, I see your hand up here. Here, here. I saw your hand first of the little kid right here. Um, of the kids, you were the very first hand I saw. Come up here, buddy. Come on up here. Come on up here. Come on up here. Here we go. Um. You have not opened a Christmas present this year? No. Okay. Well, you are about to, buddy. All right. Here we go. All right. Just come over to this side. We've got a big table up here. Um, that's for a later part in the sermon. Yeah, jeez. This is almost as big as you are, man. you got to, like, jump really high just to even get over it. Well, go ahead. and Open it up, buddy. That's all for you. Um, I'm not the best rapper, and Cat had to do that. But, yeah, boom. There you go. I don't know. Do you have any brothers, sisters, anything like that? You have a baby brother well good you can give him the pink one and you can take the blue one because um he's baby brother so you can give that to them there's some gumballs for you I don't know if you've got, you know, maybe mom and dad, anything. Oh, there's a Bible. Yeah, that's for you. Um, boom, that, that's always a good thing to give for Christmas. And then there's some, maybe not show um, mom and dad. Maybe just hide that right there, and you can get them that for Christmas if you want that. So, yeah, you can put all that stuff in the bag. I don't know if you're a big coffee drinker. I'm not either, which that's that's cool. But you can maybe gift wrap that to them. Um, we got the whole family cover right there. Um, I hope you like gum. Do you like gum? Don't chew it and then go to sleep. I did that one time, and I ended up bawled out of the whole ordeal, and it wasn't good. So, yeah, don't chew it and then go to sleep. Be sure you spit it out before you do that. All right, yes, and um, yeah, right, like I said, the little brother gets the pink one, right, and you get the blue one, or do you like pink? You like blue, okay, okay, that's good, all right, yeah, the little brother gets the pink one. Oh, you're so welcome, you're so welcome, you can take that back. And Merry Christmas! You've opened a Christmas presents now. It's as big as he is. Good. Um, as 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 a pastor, sometimes you always ask yourself the question like, "Wonder what my best sermon was?" And I always ask myself that question. Wonder what my best sermon was. Any anybody want to give a guess? What's your favorite sermon that you know uh, that you've heard from me? Uh anybody, anybody wanna say uh the, the two weeks ago I think I did the, the verse by verse. Anybody like that? Anybody wanna say yeah that was my favorite verse by verse? No? Okay. Uh Mr. John, I saw you nod, I think maybe okay. Oh I did a, a sermon at the beginning. Um I think it was about uh Uh, jacob at the whale and how the pillow to the pill the palace and i talked about my grandfather anybody want to say that was a memorable sermon you like that like that okay that's cool i think that was one of the best i think the best anybody remember the sermon on the mount that i did anybody want to say that was one of their favorites okay yeah 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 um if you were not here for that i quoted the sermon on the mount matthew 5 through 7 um you just you just you push play on your on your uh, the Bible reading app, and you just drive to to Birmingham and back, and you just listen to that. And the, if you want to do that, that's all you gotta do. Just head to Birmingham, head back, and just push five through seven, repeat five through seven, repeat. You'll have it all memorized by the end of the trip. It'd be great, and uh, you know you can you can you can quote that to, to somebody when they're talking to you one day. Anyways, the best sermon that I feel like I've ever given, I think it would be the sermon that I did about three weeks ago. I don't know if you remember this or not, but um. It was, am I too loud? Am I good? Too loud? Yeah, too, too good, 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 okay, um, I did a sermon a little while ago called Silent Night. Do you remember that sermon, Silent Night? And the question that we asked was really, "How? how why is God silent sometimes? Like, in our lives, why do we ask? Why do we beg? Why this things happen? And it seems like God isn't there, that God doesn't care, that God doesn't answer our prayer or give us any answer of our prayer. And not only do we feel that, but we feel like He just isn't relevant or or present into our lives. Do you remember that sermon? I think that was my favorite sermon that I've ever given. And that's really um, Silent Night, you know, written for the story of Christmas, for the story of Mary. But that's really not how the story went, you know. Well, I think the the night was anything but really that was silent. I mean, there were 400 years of silence before then, but the night that Jesus was born, it was really very much anything but silent during that time. I mean, Emmanuel, that means God with us, He came down to us to dwell among us, anything but silent. And when we think about the story, maybe some of the things that we think about aren't so um, true, I guess is a good way to think about it. And not, maybe not true is the right word, but maybe um, a little bit, um, you know, tweaked and, and, and tweaked a little bit for our story. Have you ever seen like this? Have you ever seen a manger scene with snow? Have you, no, you've never seen one? I've seen them all the time. A manger scene with snow. I don't know. Like, it's, if I walk up and I see a manger scene with snow around it, I'm like, okay, for the first time in 5,000 years, it has come a blizzard in... Bethlehem hasn't <laughs> come. It hasn't got fifty, a uh, fifty. You know, below fifty in the last hundred years in Bethlehem. But yeah, okay. And so that kind of confused me. Not only does it not, it's not that cold. Um, it will. It actually has gotten below fifty. It just doesn't rain hardly that much e- either. Um, that's really besides the point. The point is this: is that when you look at the story, what do you see? Really manifest all throughout. You see this. You see this. You see that. Um, and I think I love this about the story. You see that Jesus came, and when he came, he came to like the family of Joseph. I mean, he came to the family of Joseph. You're like, not the well-to-do family at all. I mean, he was a carpenter. And if you're a carpenter, you can just say amen to that. Nobody laughed, okay, I'm just like, I'm struggling this morning, okay, I mean, this is, this is, I'll, I'll get better though, my jokes will improve slightly, you're like, I am a carpenter, and I, and, I, and I make all the guap, well, okay, good job for you, I can't even put like a two by four like, in the net, I can't even screw, like, I, I'm, I'm not a carpenter, Mr. David, Mr. David's like, well, I'm not really a carpenter, I like kind of run that, okay, 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 well, anyways, you can relate to Joseph, and he comes to the family of Mary, right? I mean, I think this is one of the most frustrating things for me um, as I've come into ma- ministry. I've never really been a pastor before. I was a youth pastor and kind of could get away with just kind of like whatever. But now I guess I am like officially, you know, um, pastor. I-, I had a wedding yesterday. I had to sign it. Reverend Tony Drake Nelson is the weirdest thing. And most of you most of you don't call me Brother Drake, so I appreciate that greatly. And uh, just call me Drake. But anyway, that's all besides the point. The point is this, is that now that I'm a pastor, people look to me and they, and, and it's, it's the weirdest thing. It's like they know me by my job. And I hate that. It's like they know me. It's like, oh, well, and I've never had this happen. Well, the, I guess it's just every pastor like this. I don't know. Well, the pastor's around, you know, got a, I don't know what you do. I guess just like the pastor's around. I mean, I went duck hunting one day and, and they was like, you're hunting with a pastor. I was like, I, I'm just, I'm just me. Like, I don't know. It's just, I, I, I'm i just me. And then this is really gets me. They're like, and then you have the sweetest pastor's wife. Like they know cat for like the pastor's wife. I mean, we are just like random normal people. I mean, there is no special about us I promise there's nothing different about us we're just like two uh, I'm a country bumpkin she's more of a city bumpkin but we're just two bumpkins walking around the road of life and I mean I'm a Christian you're a Christian we're both Christians we're just trying to do the Christian thing together and um I don't know I'm I guess what I'm trying to say is I'm no different from you like if you went and met my family <laughs> You would be like, wow, your family is so normal. And you would mean that in the sweetest and most kindest way. And I would say, my family is very normal. (laughs) My family is just like your family. It's just normal people living in a normal world. Nothing special. Nothing special about me. I'm just just Drake. And it's been new to get used to that. And um, Scripture speaks to that. I mean, there is some um, truth to that. But even still, even still, I'm just a person. And I just come from a normal family. And so does cat. And here we see is that these people came from a normal family. Jesus came with a normal family. I think I just heard some gum drop on the floor. They was like, wait, I'm getting the gum fast. That was a good, that was a good buy right there. Yes, for the gum. That was my favorite present. Also, no, I would say this also. They were born, and um, Jesus was born. Where was he born? You know this? You know this? Born in any kids? Bethlehem, yes, yes, well, good job. Born in Bethlehem. La- ha- ha- yes, he was born in Bethlehem, and that's good. And, but in the story, really, it wasn't so good. I'll give you this example. My brother, his name is Drew Nelson, he was, um, obviously, he was born January the 23rd, 2020. Uh 2020, 20, 2000. 2000. Okay, wow, okay, well, Okay the 2020 baby you know they say that the babies um in 2020 have gone down 40 percent do you see that i don't see that statistics say that there have been 40 percent less babies born in 2020 than 2019 i actually see it spiking maybe to be a 2021 boom i don't know anyways i'm going to call if all these kids that are being born i'm just going to call them all covid the covid generation of babies staying at home and uh you know uh, covid babies there we go and so it was about 2000 and my mom realized, 1999, my mom realized that she was pregnant. I don't think they meant to do this at all. I don't think they meant to have the baby to have it, like to plan it out on January. I think it just kind of happened because they're not, you know, planners ahead either. They're just kind of, it just kind of fell in their lap. And, but they realized this. They realized that they had a good chance of becoming the Millennium Baby? Do you know anything about this? The Millennium Baby? If you were around at this time thinking about having a baby, you'd know about it because they're making a documentary on this. I don't know if y'all know this. They're making a Netflix documentary about these ten families that were supposedly about to have the Millennium Baby in their life and travel. Four families got together from Boston, and they said that we're going to give a million dollars apiece to the first baby that was born in the new millennium. And so that was a $4 million prize for whoever this baby was that was going to be born on Millennium. Well, my mom figured that out. And so, like, come Thanksgiving, she's doing, like, squats, you know, trying to, like, just do the, I think, like, the 17th. and So she's trying to go um, almost two weeks early. She's, like, really trying to have this baby about two weeks early. And we don't know what's up. She's just praying real hard. God, please let me have this baby two weeks early. January 1st drops, and um, sadly, she does not go into labor we would have really been loaded Uh, that would have been cool or drew would have been loaded anyways it didn't happen but this is the exact opposite story of what mary is going through mary is thinking on her way to bethlehem has to go to bethlehem sign up for all this stuff they're walking to bethlehem and mary is thinking god if i have this baby early if I have this baby early, I'm away from the house. I ain't got my family here. You done drug me on this donkey or camel, whichever one it was. And then how I'm going here with you know Joseph, and we're about to pull up in the town and just don't let it be early. When I get back, I'll have it. it will be great, but don't let it be early. And now she is going into labor in Bethlehem. And it's not even like, I remember when we went on our honeymoon, Um, we had the flight attendant, do you remember the little kid that was like right beside us, he was like kicking the seat, and and she looked at me, she said, Drake, um, you know, I told you about my story of Kasaki Smooth. I want to name my kid Kasaki Smooth. Uh, uh, that is the best name ever. And she said, "For the life of me, you're not naming your kid Kasaki Smooth." So I said, "Well, that's fine. If you don't agree to that name, we just won't have a baby. That'll be fine with us." And so I, I've stuck to that. And then Cat looks at me and she says, "Drake, you know, um." I mean, there's like four kids, and they're all just like banging on the seats. And Kat looks at me. She says, Drake, we, uh, uh, I might take you up on that not having a baby thing. That might um, work uh, for, for now. Uh, it's, like, it's just crazy. So we drive the whole flight, and they get on the flight attendant over the o- intercom, over the overhead. And what did they say? They say, "Um, we're sorry, but we are running out of gas. That's the last thing you want to hear when you got, you know, you know, <laughs> Going on and behind you're just like crying everywhere and you're just like and then you hear, um we are sorry, but there wind turbulence up there has made us use more gas than we uh had a plan for. And so we are running out of gas. We're gonna make an emergency landing pit stop. And do you remember where we landed? Puerto Rico. We're at you know that? No, San Juan, Puerto Rico. And we get out there and we are making an emergency land and we're both freaking out like we are about to die. We don't know what's going on. And that was like, I can see Mary thinking the same thing. Like, God, why are we making an emergency pit stop in the last place that we want to be? We are in Bethlehem of all places. Why have you done this? Why have you done this? But I would say this, I would say this. I would say God's timing is perfect. God's timing is perfect. God's timing is perfect. What do I mean by that? Um, me and Kat, we uh we were getting married, and we didn't have any idea what we were in for. Uh we were we didn 't have a, really a job. I was a youth minister. She was still in school. we didn't have a place to live, we didn't have insurance we didn't have this and this and this and this. and uh, a, a church offered us a job, and um, they, 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 they were going to um, uh, it was going to be good uh, financially for us to take the job and we prayed about it, and we both came away with this conclusion. We both came away with like this isn't where God wants us to be. This is not where God wants us to be. We both came away with that conclusion and we thought that this is not where God, but we were getting married in two months and we had nothing. We had nothing. And I told my parents what they offered and then I also told my parents that I decided to turn it down. Could you imagine you're a parent in here? Yeah, that's not good. And then I told Kat's parents that what they offered and that I decided to turn it down. And that was even worse. (laughs) And so, you know, they're thinking, like, what are you doing? This doesn't make any sense. And I told them, I feel like God doesn't want us to take the job. He has something else out there. I don't know what we will do, but all I know, and this is exactly what I told Kat, it's exactly what I told my parents, who I told everybody to ask, I don't know what we're going to do. I don't know where our road leads. I don't know what the future holds. I don't know if I can put my right foot in front of my left foot. I do not know if we will have money. I don't know if we'll be sleeping in a camper. I do not know if we will be have money to pay the bill are really teeth and we might just go kill deer for a living and we'll make our own TV show about it. It'd be awesome. I don't know what we're going to do but all I know is that this is why I feel like God is leading and that's all that I care about. I just want to follow where God is leading me. Why? Because His timing is perfect. His will is perfect. He is all powerful and He is all good. And so if I know that and I believe that in faith I know that God will open doors that He wants me to walk through. He will close doors that he wants me to avoid that he will place a light in my path so that i will know where to walk why because god's timing is perfect and it's the same for you and it's the same for me of trust in god's timing they mary did and she did oh bethlehem was was but little did she know that all the prophecies of old bethlehem was a place bethlehem was the place the house of david but here's the kink in it here's the kink in it um mr matt do you know where the house of david would actually be do you know this it was it was not anybody know this it was not bethlehem where was it where would you think the house of david would be a city of the city of peace Jerusalem, I heard it, I heard it, I heard it somewhere, I think, right here. Yes, Jerusalem. That's where you would think that David would be born. I mean, that Jesus, the Messiah, would be born. And every single Sadducee and Pharisee, almost every single Sadducee and Pharisee would have bet money. They would put money on the table. This is Jack Baptist Church, so we'll give this analogy. They would put money on the table and say, Jesus, the Messiah, whoever it may be, will be born in the city of peace. It will be born in Bethlehem. It will be born in Jerusalem. But who else was born in Bethlehem? Do you know this? David was born in Bethlehem. He conquered Jerusalem, city of David, but he was born in Bethlehem. And so, so was Jesus. It was the Old Testament prophecy. Now, why do I bring that up? I bring this up to say this. Sometimes in our life, we won't know like the reason that God has for us to take the step. Like I would have never um, visioned that we would find a place like Blackjack. Would you have? Never. And I also would not envision that the people would love us so much, would you? And um, I would have also never envisioned that we would um, be in the position that we are at today. And I, would, I would have never thought that. And sometimes your life will be the same thing. You will, never think, you will think that your life is headed A when it will actually head B. Did anybody in 2019 see um, 2020 coming? No, nobody did. No, Hardly nobody did. But it came anyway. We, we saw Jerusalem and it ended up being Bethlehem, didn't we? And that will happen in our lives. It will happen in your life. You will see a job at 25 that you will have forever. And you will be working at Starbucks at 25. You will see whatever comes your way. You will see Jerusalem and you will end up in Bethlehem. I also say this. I also say this. Um, <clears throat> another thing about this. I would say, I would say this. The, the Messiah was born in the midnight hour. Now, why do I mention that? Messiah was born in the midnight hour. Think about this. Think about this. When people used to ask me, like, what do you do? I could always avoid the question. I could say, I, um, I'm an author. I could say that um, I'm a communicator. I could say that um, I was a student. I could say I was a student. I could say that I worked with young kids. I could say anything. Now they ask me, and I'm like... I'm a pastor. There it is. And so that response, and I, I respond differently to whoever asks the questions, actually. Like, if I want to have a conversation with you, I will say, uh, um, I will not say pastor. I will say something like, I am a communicator. That's what I will say. And that will kind of, um you know, wiggle my way into, like, we can actually have a conversation. Now, if I say I'm a pastor, it automatically just, like, it, it, one or two responses. It is, shuts down, like, okay. <laughs> I was I was playing golf with somebody, we played nine holes and had the best time and on the tenth hole, actually it was the thirteenth hole, they um asked me what I did for a living and somebody that was beside me, he was like, Oh, he's a pastor like the whole time he had been like drinking and like cutting up and like I was cut. I mean, I I was like having fun too. You know, I mean, I wasn't drinking, but I was just like out there on the golf course. You know, I'm just kidding. I had like four. No, I'm just messing. Um, I I said four. You know, hit the ball. Ah, oh, four. That was my four. And so we we were having a good time. He found out that I was like the pastor. He was like, okay. He didn't say another word the rest of the time. He just like politely walked to his ball, spotted his ball, put it. I was like, okay, you can just be yourself. I don't know. But when people find out that you're a pastor, there's one or two responses. It's either they shut down or they, they like, unload on you and, like, tell you everything. And on the few occasions that people have, like, just kind of unloaded their baggage on me and just kind of said, oh, boy, this and this and this, I normally get two responses, and here they are. It is, um, God doesn't want anything to do with me. Have you ever heard somebody say that before? God doesn't want anything to do with me. And sometimes the roles will reverse, and they'll say, and I don't want anything to do with God. Maybe X, Y, or Z, my mom died, my neighbor this, this happened in my life. I don't want anything to do with God. Or that God doesn't want anything to do with me. Have you ever tried to tell somebody where you go to church? Like, where do you go to church? Blackjack? What kind of... What kind of church is that? I mean, when I was like coming here, people were like, where are you going to be? You know, where, where are you going? I'm going to Blackjack. Well, what is that? What kind of church are you going to? You know, like explain. And I'm like, well, they have Blackjack trees and they have made it into the church, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, you explain it. But really, why are people asking? They'll get down to this. Well, what kind of church is it? They'll say, what kind of church is it? And then, and then what do they want to know? What kind of church is it? Well, is it Lutheran? Is it Baptist? Is it Methodist? Is it like Presbyterian? What kind of church is it? And the the whole time they're asking why they want why they want to know these things because they want to get to the underlying root. And I would say this is this this can be true. The underlying root that um when I walk through the doors I need to know will I be judged or not, right? Right. When we walk through the doors I need to know will I be judged or not. And I love the story because Jesus was born in the midnight. He was born in the midnight hour. He was born in the midnight hour. He was born in the mess. He was born in the midnight hour. And we have an opportunity to like come alongside people and say, Hey, we are light. We are love. We are not judgment." I mean, people often say this. They'll often say, um, Well, I don't go to church. And I think this is a cop-out answer. I honestly do. I really do think this is a cop-out answer. Um, but they'll say, what do I mean by cop-out answer? I mean, I think they say this because they really don't want to go to church anyway, but they want to have a reason, and so this is the reason. And then so, for some people, it really is true. They feel this way. But um, I think the, the response that you normally get is um, uh, the church is full of hypocrites. Have you ever heard that? Before the church is full of hypocrites. Uh, there's some truth in that. Uh, actually, there's a lot of truth in that. And I would say this. I would say, well, where do you do your grocery shopping at? And they would say, Walmart. I say, well, you need to stop shopping at Walmart, buddy, because Walmart, guess what it's full of? So let's, let's revisit the question. Where do you do your grocery shopping at? Where should you do your grocery shopping at? You need to go to Costco because Co- you got like Walmart and then Sam's and then Kroger and then Costco's at the top. Like if you shop at Costco, Cro- you're cool. Like you're modern, you're hip, you're cool. That's where to go. But let's, like, there, guess what there is in Costco? Cro-Cosco. Oh, yeah, there are. They're, they're hilarious at Costco, too. And so, where do you do your shopping at? And then, then I think they would say, well, guess what I do? I go, like, um, you killed an eight point the other day, didn't you, uh, Mr. J? Yeah, yeah, yes. And then you killed a couple, too, Mr. Sammy. Didn't you kill some deer the other day? Um, you killed some deer the other day, with You shot him dead. OK. You would do your shopping um, I would say this: you, you should do your shopping in the woods. You should just go in the woods and kill your deer by yourself. Because guess what? There are in the woods, there are no hypocrites in the woods. If you just go out there by yourself, there would be no hypocrites in the woods. Oh wait, wait, wait. There's a problem. You see the problem? Anybody see the problem? You would be in the woods. So I guess you just don't eat. No, the the thing, the problem is this. The problem is this. I think everywhere is full of hypocrites. Like people, what does that mean? It means you you proclaim one thing and you live differently. You proclaim one thing and you live differently. I'm a hypocrite. I preach better than I live, and I think that's what most pastors. I mean, I think that's what all pastors do. like. Like if if I came if I only like preached better than I lived, um, I couldn't preach about. Um, like a whole lot of things i mean i couldn't preach you know i couldn't come up here and, and say um uh, like i couldn't say um you should you should really tithe more give more than ten like percent i couldn't say that right i couldn't say that I, I i i would have to like not preach on that and then i have to like um say oh oh this is a good one don't tell lies i couldn't say don't tell lies because I, I i i um have a way of bending the truth i'll give you an example you remember when i t- told people i was a communicator and not a preacher? How many of you thought, ooh, is that true? Is that true? He, he is a communicator, but he's a preacher. Did anybody think that? I thought that. I was like, man, I, I tell people that all the time. I am a communicator, but really I'm more of a pastor, so would that be lying? Like, I've been the truth like that. Um, and Kat calls me on it. She's like, you know, you told your mom that you were going to be in by 10, but you were really just getting in your car <laughs> to go home at 10? I used to do that when I was a kid. Are you are you in yet, Drake? Yeah, I'm in. I would be getting in the car to go home. I'm in. I'm in something. I'm in the car. And she would think she'd be in bed. She'd think I was in the house. We all live, we all live less than our expectations. And that's a part of being human, isn't it? isn't it that's a part of being human we all have a higher standard that we expect ourselves to do that we fall short of it's called being sanctified we are always trying to get better we are always falling short and we are always trying to become better and lastly i would say this lastly i would say this christ was born in a mess he was born into a mess I told myself i wasn't going to shout and get loud today and i'm trying so hard to do that Like, all like, right calm down walk talk slowly breathe buddy breathe okay all right so uh th- this is my attempt to do that if you're wondering this is so um not like drake but you know here we go um i have this little manger set and uh so i don't really know how this is supposed to be good I was looking online, there was a 119-piece manger set. Like, you had every animal that was even made. I mean, lions and tigers and eagles were showing up to Jesus' birth. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, You see a a dang alligator in there. A mallard duck has arrived, all to see the glory of God right there. I was like, what is going on? 119-piece. And you know what was not in that manger set? Poop. I looked. Poop wasn't in there. But actually there was like, there was actually like poop in, in the manger scene. And you don't ever see that in the manger scene. But there was like little well, sheep, you know, eh, there was all that going on. Um, You'll see a lot of stuff in the manger set that like really wasn't there. I talked about snow earlier. Nobody's seen a snow manger set. I have actually seen a snow manger set before. Miss um, Linda K did a be- beautiful job out, out, out here, by the way. I don't know what this is. I would guess this would be a cow or a donkey or something. I'm not too sure. Here's the magi. We got those. Um, I don't know what this is, but I'm guessing this is Mary. I'm not sure. Maybe maybe this is supposed to be an angel, because it's why. I don't know. Maybe this is actually Mary, perhaps. I'm not sure. Um little baby Jesus. There we go. And this, uh, we got a sheep. Yes, that's good. Um, another magi. Uh boom. And then where would where where is okay, I think this is actually David right here. Okay. And that looks good. Boom, and that's all I got. Manger scene. Manger scene. But there's one thing that's wrong, and that is that Dr. Van Horn touched on this last week. You know, Jesus wasn't born actually in a barn. He was born in a cave. He was born in a cave. And why? Well, when the nights would get like really bad, they would go. And it wasn't even a cave. It was a like side of a cliff that they would just kind of huddle up in. And Jesus was born into a place where the night before, most probably, a bunch of sheep and their shepherds, probably four or five flocks, would pile up into this cave. And there would be uh, poop everywhere. It would smell like that. And then at the end of the day, they would ease on out the cave. Well, that next night, we have little Mary coming up here. And there was no place in the end no place that, to, for her to have and she found this cave and then in that Jesus the Messiah was born but what do we have in that this is actually um, my mom's and I got that this morning I went to my mom's and got it this morning this is probably the most important thing that my mom owns probably the most important like most sentimental thing that my mom has and that is because this actually was my mom's mom's my grandmother's her name was Mimi she died of cancer at a very young age and my mom really didn't get to know uh, I mean she got to know her but she died really young and so this belonged to her and I had to kind of sneak it out I had to make like 17 promises which the Bible says you're not supposed to do anyway so I'm sorry, and again I preach better than I say, I was like mom, I, I, I'll i bring it back, I promise I'll bring it back, I'll bring it back today if you want can I just borrow you, I'll put it in the little thing, you know, I'll put stuff in there so nothing breaks, and I'll bring it back ASAP, I won't mess it up or break it or nothing, so you pray for me for this next couple of minutes, but I hope I won't break anything, but this belonged to my mom's mom, and when she passed away, this passed on to my mom, and she puts this out every year as a representation of the manger. But so why do I talk about it? Well, I talk about it because of this. I remember when she passed away, and I remember the whole circumstances all around it. But I also remember this. I know that many of us going through the same things today. We are in a mess. We don't see the light at the end of the tunnel. Not only that, but. This may be the very first Christmas that we're going to spend apart from somebody that we loved, or maybe it's the 10th. Maybe maybe we're just wondering why we're in this mess as we are. And to that person, I would say I would say this. I would say that Christ was born in the mass he was born in the midnight he was born in bethlehem and he was born to a normal family and just as christ can relate to so many people because of that christ can relate to you in the mass in the mass leaving heaven to come to earth emmanuel emmanuel god with us Okay, so that was that was all I got. I didn't yell. Okay, woo. Okay, good. And I didn't. Hopefully, I didn't talk too fast. I could I could like, but I breathe. And Kat was like sending me like a little little slow down. No, she really wasn't. She she has had to do that before, so that's kind of embarrassing. Well, let's pray, and then we'll end. Um, we'll end with Miss Melanie playing. Um,